Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This week's guest is Yuis Cortes, the head coach of Ukraine. Cortes started as an analyst in FC Barcelona, and it wasn't long until he was the head coach of the women's first team. In 2021, he resigned as the Catalan club's coach after the most successful season in the club's history. That season, Barcelona won Liga Iberdrola, the Women's Champions League, and Copa de la Reina. Not long after resigning from Barcelona, he was announced as the Ukrainian women's national team's head coach. In this episode, he talks about the journey he has been on and is on, from Barcelona to Ukraine. How important is a player like Alexia Puteas for a team? And how much did it take to win the historic treble? And how is it to coach a national team when a war is ongoing? You are listening to their pitch and this is the Luis Cortes episode. We're back with a new episode and today we have Luis Cortes on the pod. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hi, thank you very much. Everything's good. You? I'm doing very well, thank you. We we do have um we have a segment in this podcast where we ask the guests to pronounce their name for all the commentators out there. <laughs> I I think I was Spanish in my second life and I've said this before. I think I was uh, my Spanish is not that good, but I feel like I was Spanish before I was Swedish. <laughs> um, so I said Luis Cortes, and I'm going to have you correct it. Okay, it's a, it's a good option if you say my name in Spanish, but my my card is in... I was born in, in Catalonia, so my name is Luis. It's in Catalan, it's L-L-U-I-S, so it's Luis. Uh-huh. It's like in English, you is, so I am, uh, it is you, you are, so you is, it's like a mix, so it's easy. Okay. You is? Perfect. <laughs> yes. And then Perfect. the last name would be? Cortes. Cortes, yeah. Yes. But it's true that some sometimes foreigners write it with Z in the end, but it's with S. It's Cortes Cava. Cortes Cava. Two, yes, we have two surnames in, in, in Spain in our passport. So it's Luis Cortez Cava, my Luis father's Cortez. name and, and mother's name. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Luis Cortez Cava. Good. Maybe you were Spanish. Thank you. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't boost my ego. <laughs> uh, Luis, we, we have, um, we, we do have uh, a quote from somebody that knows you very well. I'm going to read it and you can guess who it is. All right. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, UH Cortez's nature is restless and non-conformist. If he's not on a bench coaching, he's living his best life on his land, organizing events, or even brewing a great bear. Bala Guarina. Mm -hmm. I hope he can send a few packs. Okay. <laughs> no, knowing him as the Barca coach and celebrating the Champions League win in Gothenburg is a great luxury. And I can't wait to see where he will land in the future seasons. Who do you think that is? Ooh. Can you help me a little? He's a uh, coach, he's a journalist. Uh, yeah, it's a journalist, actually. Okay, it's a journalist. And one more question. <laughs> Come on. Uh, is men or women? Yeah. Okay. So with a woman, I, I guess related with women's football? I would say because, of course, I know a lot of, of journalists. Uh, but maybe, look, yesterday I was with one of them because I was drinking something with with her and maybe it's Laia Bonals. I would yeah, try. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Really? Oh, <laughs> so I said I said that because yesterday uh, I was with her. But okay. Yeah, 10 points, 10 for, points me. for you. So you, you do, you <laughs> brew your own beer? Yes. Yes, yes. Me and my brother, we do it. It's it's a hobby. It's not a business. But but it's really good. <laughs> and we are selling a lot of this, of these beers because... Well, it's it's a local beer. It's because the, the company it was from my grandfather, and they stopped doing doing these kind of drinks. And four years ago, me and my brother said, "Okay, come on, why don't we recover, restart with this company again?" And we are um, doing it, and we are enjoying it. Yes, yes, it's like good way to disconnect from from football. You you're gonna have to to send her a couple of packs. Yes, or if you come to Barcelona, maybe in the coming weeks, in Champions League matches, you can. It will be easier to <laughs> to give you one yeah. pack. Yeah, Laya wanted. Laya said, "I hope he can send a few packs." <laughs> so yeah. she, I think she wanted some. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luis, uh, um, we're gonna touch on that a little bit. We're gonna start there immediately. We're gonna start with the uh, Champions League. How was that day for you? You know, from morning till till finish when you guys won the finals it was fantastic and it, it's not easy to explain it in to put it in in words uh and i think it's important to to start from the beginning no from the from budapest when we lost the champions league i think this on that day we started to win the next champions league you know because in budapest uh we went there it was our first uh final champions league final the first Champions League final for a Spanish team. Uh, and we were there like for living the, the experience. Yes. Trying to enjoy it, trying to, to, to live it. And, and during the warm up, I saw that the players from Olympic Lyon, they didn't, uh, go there to live the experience. They were there to win the Champions League final. And after 20 minutes, we saw that they were there to win the, the, the Champions League final. So after that match, we were speaking with the captains the next day, the day after the, the final. It was at the airport uh, the next day. And we were speaking about the final. And it's what we as a staff, we thought what we could do better to improve the team and to reach that level. 
from Olympique Lyon, from Wolfsburg, from these kind of teams, because the distance was so big. And speaking with the captains, we all agree that uh, the main difference between Olympique Lyon and, and Barca, it was on the physical part, it was on the fitness part. So we decided to start working more and better for the coming months, coming uh, for the next season, because it was the end of the season for the coming season. And we did it. But it was important for me that they said that. Because if you as a coach, you said, yes, we have to train more and better. Okay, maybe the level of the uh, of how the players um, believe it or trust it, maybe it's not the same than if they say it. Yes, because if they say it, they will trust it till the end. And they will fight a lot and they will train more and they will train better. So we did it. We decided it. The next season, we did a very good season, but COVID came and it was hard because they could it. They, we stopped uh, the season. We won the league, but we won the league from at home. Yes, I'm rating it uh, from home in a video call like this and say, hey, cheers, because we, we are the champions of the league. And... Then semifinals of this Champions League, we were out against Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg, but doing a very good match in San Sebastián in semifinals. And I remember that day that Alexia said one very important sentence. It was, there is no distance. Yes, because the journalist, I remember Andrea Ginez uh, asking about the, oh, what do you think about the distance between Wolfsburg and you? Because... Uh, there were a lot of distance, but now maybe you did a very good match. And Alexia said, there is no distance. And it was very important because we all trust that there were no distance. And the next season, it was the Champions League uh, season where, where, when we won the, the Champions League. And it was really, really fantastic. It was difficult because we won uh, Manchester City, uh, PSG in the finals. So it was not a, an easy draw, but we got to the final and after, well, during the warm-up, we all knew that we were there to win or to deserve to win the, the final. I never asked to my play, players to win a match. I asked them to deserve to, the win because there are some things that you can't um, manage and, and that don't depend on you. So, uh, But we had a plan and we all trust the the plan and after 30 minutes the result was uh, the score was for nil for us and it's true that maybe we you don't celebrate the same than if you score in the last minute and and the match is different but we enjoyed a lot especially during the second half when you have a four nil in the in the score okay you are waiting the ref to to finish the the match but you say, yeah, we are going to win the Champions League. Yeah, it was it was a pity because there were not nobody in the stadium in the, in the stands because it was also post-COVID uh, season. But it was fantastic. It was really, really amazing because I think about it and 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 I still feel it <laughs> during this. Like, these feelings was were amazing. Yeah. How how big of a highlight was that for you to be able to lift? Lifted trophy with with Barcelona, the top or the best trophy you can reach as a club manager today. 
Because there's no uh, a world tournament like in Mundialito, like in in men's soccer, so in football. So it's the maximum that you can win. Yes, um, and it's true that that it's very difficult. And sometimes, especially now with Barca in Spain, or people say that it's like mandatory for Barca to win matches and to win every match in the league, in the cup, and in Champions League also. But they don't think sometimes that other teams also want to win. Yes, and they have also good rosters and good players. Uh, not only Chelsea that they will play, also uh, Arsenal, PSG, Olympique Lyon, uh, a lot of good teams in, in Europe. So, so it's very difficult to win the Champions League. And it's so that when you win it, you don't think about it. You think about it the days or months after you win it. Then you say, oh, I, we won. And it's very difficult to win it. Yeah, and sometimes you think, for example, last season when they lost against Olympique Lyon in Turin, these days a lot of people text me saying it was so difficult to win the Champions League. So you have to be proud to win it. Yeah. And, and sometimes you, you give value things to things when you lost it or when when you don't win it what because you did mention you know alexia said something very important um how how and i have to touch on this obviously she's won the ballon d'or twice and she's you know she's winning all these awards how important for somebody who's worked close to her how important is she to a squad as a person and player it's very very important not only on field but also off field she's the the leader of the team. Maybe she was not the captain at, at this moment because it was uh, Vicky Lozada, but Alexia is a leader. Uh, and she was the leader of the team. Yes, it's also true that Vicky had some injuries during the season and and maybe Alexia was more um, was captain more times because of Vicky injuries, not not for, for nothing else. But And then Alexia also maybe... Uh, was becoming more captain every every day, yes, and and Alexia is is like a coach on the field, yes, but it's also like uh, an extra coach inside the locker, yes, because of course as a coach uh, you don't manage um, uh, situations inside the locker or what happened with the. Uh, players outside the, the 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 facilities or or this but and Alexia was like the like a coach yes like one more uh, staff member on these moments and and it's not about how she plays because one difficult uh, decision we had to make during last seasons it was every week what players uh, should start Yes, because we had a lot of good players, but we, of course, you can also you can only choose uh, eleven. Yes, but every week speaking with the staff, it was the same. It was yes, but Alexia should play because she is good and she is playing good and she's going to play good. But she also helps other players to be better. Yes, and it's very important. The team was better and the team played better when Alexia was in the, on the field. And 
and this is very important for a for a player and for a team. Do you do you think that for as somebody who doesn't coach Barcelona now, do you think that they might need her for the final run of of this Champions League now that for her to come back healthy from her injury? I think Alexia will be able to to play the semifinal, but maybe not the first round, but I think for the second match, she will be ready. She is working so hard uh, during this last, well, during last year, but especially last weeks to to be healthy and to be 100% for the for this semifinal. And it's true that maybe uh, the team or the staff needs to take care because a player coming from a from an injury like this, from a LCA uh, injury, you need to to keep calm. But depending on the situation in the match, maybe it's necessary for Alexia to play. Yes, but but let's see. I hope I hope she can play, and I hope she will be able to play the final because it will mean that that Barca will beat uh, Chelsea and will be in the final. How come you you quit your job as you know a coach for Barcelona? I was working for the Catalan National Association. Well, it's not national, it's regional, yes, because Catalonia is a region inside Spain, so it's like a, a Catalan Regional Association. I was working there as a, as a Catalan head coach, yes, and also involved in coaching courses and, and in, in one project um, related with development of women's football in, in Catalonia. So... I was one year, one season with the U12 team, one season with U16, and four seasons with the U18 and the A team. Also, with the A team, we only played one friendly match per year, so it's nothing. But uh, and after it was on June, and Fran Sanchez called me. Fran Sanchez was the the former coach of Barca, and he called me and he said, "Okay, Luis, I will be the next." Uh, head coach of Barca women's team and I need to speak with you I thought that he would like to speak about the young players that I had in the Catalan team and uh, speak with him about these players and what options they would have with the Barca A team I was for example the the coach for uh, Laia Alexandri on Abadja these kind of players yes these uh, these players and I met with him And he said, you are here because I want for you to come as analyst of Barca women's team. And I said, oh, come on. I'm, I'm working with the, for the Catalan Association. And, and okay, but I want to, to try it because I want to leave a professional women's team from inside. And, okay, as analyst, so I will go. You know that the work... Of, for an analyst is so hard because you spend a lot of time behind a laptop and reports, 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 and more reports. And, and it was a hard season. And after that season, I uh, Fran proposed me to be the assistant coach because we had one more uh, staff member as an analyst. And then I was the, I became the, the assistant coach. And on January, the club decided to to fire or to sack uh, Fran after three draws. But the last result was a draw against Espanyol. And you know that in Barcelona, Barca fans and Barca board 
doesn't like a lot to draw against Espanol. They want to win always against Espanol. It's the the derby, it's the the most important match in the in the season. And then Markel proposed me to become the head coach. It was a big surprise for me, but it was a big challenge. And I called to Fran and I said, Fran, look, they are proposing me to be the next head coach. What do you think? And he said, no, come on, take it because you are ready for that challenge and, and you have to be the next head coach. And it was January 2019 and there started everything. How was it when you left? And when I left, I decided uh, to step out because it was so hard. It was people, I think, doesn't understand, doesn't understood it, and and I respect it. And and also a lot of people were speaking about horrible things, but you can't manage, or you can't control what people saying in on Twitter or or social media. But after. When COVID came, it was so hard because we stopped uh, training, of course, because of COVID rules in, in Spain. There were a lockdown. We had to stay at home and we started training from home. But it's not difficult to manage a top level team from home. Yes, also a football team, of course. It's not easy. And after that period at home, we started again. We started the my last season and we started on august but the first match of the season was a champions league quarter final against atletico de madrid so the it's not a normal season when you start with the league and if you miss some point no no problem because you will recover it but no 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 the first match it was a champions league against atletico madrid our um, best or or strongest uh uh, opponent in in Spain, and since that day until the last of the season, we played fifty two matches. It means um, two matches per week, more or less, because August till June, uh, it's two matches per week. We had only three weeks with only one match, so three weeks during all season with only one match. So it was so stressful, and. Of course, we had a lot of problems with COVID. Yes, because we had to make decisions, last-minute decisions related with travels, with uh, players. With imagine that we were preparing a match, and you know that at this level, to prepare a match is a hard work. And my way of working is is that is to invest a lot of time to prepare a match. And the day before. Markel came after last training before the match, minus one match day, everybody ready for the match. And Markel came and said, uh, Luis, we are not going to, to play a match because the opponent has a COVID, a positive COVID, and they decided to cancel the, the match. Okay, the first time, it's okay. And you can go to the team and say, okay, they have a, one COVID, uh, we are going not to play tomorrow, but you have to come to the training center. We are going to practice. I'm sorry. Okay, the first day is okay. But when it's the third time in the same month, I remember in November, we only played one match. Players started to say, come on. And <laughs> why we are not playing? And why we, we have to come to, to practice? And, and it's just one example, but 
all season it was the same with uh, last time decisions, with a lot of stress, uh, testing us every three days or every two ye- two days, waiting for the results, uh, praying for the results, and and it was so hard. And we won the league, we won the Champions League. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Uh, we won the cup. We won the first treble in Barca history, and it was a very, very big um, challenge or very big success. Yes. And after that, I said, "Okay, I think that it's the moment to to leave." Well, I thought about it after winning the Champions League, but we won also the cup on the next fifteen days. And then I decided to to say it to the to Markel, to our sports director, and to the team. But I said I will wait till the day till the last day. Yes. Why? Because I was tired. I felt that it was the right moment to to leave. I always say the same as a coach. They will sack you someday. If you are in a club or a national team, they will sack you. So it's better to leave before it <laughs> before this moment uh, comes. And I said, I feel I'm very tired. I need to rest. I need to disconnect. I need to to stay at home. I, as I said, I'm from Balaguer. It's a small town. I live in a country house. Maybe I can turn the the cam and you will see my horses and everything here around me. And but because of COVID, I had to move to Barcelona and live there and without seeing my parents without seeing my family without seeing my fa- my friends and i said come on Luis, you want everything it's time to rest it's true that then some people started to speak about a lot uh it's true that of course as always uh, there were some players uh supporting me 100 percent. there were some players against me but it's normal in in football i think and in a team and and I said, okay, I, I don't feel I have uh, power enough to restart the season in 20 days and start a new season and start again the, the team to win against the Champions League. And I said, I think it's better to go and leave the team. I have good relations with players. I was with some players uh, before yesterday. I have good relations with, with them, with the staff. So... Uh, it was the right moment to to leave. Yeah, yeah. And then Ukraine came about. How how was that for you to how how like to go from club team to national team? Yes, then I was at home and I didn't feel that I need needed to to train any team. But it was on November, so June. It means five months later, and the Ukrainian national team called me and said, "Yuis, would you like to come to be the head coach of the national team of Ukraine?" I said, no, I don't want. It's Ukraine. I'm a top coach. I don't want to go to Ukraine. Yes, this is my my first thought. But then I spoke with the president and he said, it's not about being the head coach of the national team. It's about building a big development uh, program, a big program for development of women's football in our country because we want to host the Euro in 2025. This was the the idea. And I said, okay, so it means it's something else 
Yeah, it's it's more than being only the head coach of the national team. And it was a good challenge for me. I I said, okay, why not? The offer was really good. I have to be honest. Yeah, the offer was good, was really good. And I said, okay, I will try to to speak with them and do a counter offer and say, okay, I will stay at home. I will keep on living in Spain. I will come to Ukraine for meetings, for events, for uh, training camps, of course. This is the first condition. And the second one is that if some club or some other national team come and I want to leave, I need to, to leave for free. Yes. And they said, okay, it's perfect. It's good for us. We know that it's something temporal. Yes, it's not a long-term contract. So uh, you can help us to build this program. And uh, it was the main reason to, to be there. But after three months, the war started and everything changed. Because this project to build a, a big structure of related with women's football and to host the Euro 2025, uh, we had to to save it inside the box and 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 I started to be not a head coach and not a leader of this program. I started to be a father, a brother, uh, uh agent. Uh, I had I started to be something very different than a head coach. How 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 is it to be, you know, because you come from a, obviously COVID and war are two different things. But it's a struggle, kind of. I think, in a similar way, maybe for a head coach to act on. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't been in those situations. But how is it to be in the middle of a war, trying to, you know, yeah. be a coach in football? Nobody teach you at university or coaching in coaching courses how to be a coach of a national team in a country fighting in a war. Then nobody teach you. So you have to learn it once you are there. And and especially the first day was the, the hardest one when I was I was in Kiev because we came from Turkey from from playing the Turkish Cup. We won the Turkish Cup. It was the first trophy in Ukraine women's football history. It's 30 years history. And it was the first trophy. Imagine all players, staff, the president, everybody was so so happy. It was a friendly tournament, it's true. But they were so, so, so happy because they were celebrating it like, like like the Champions League. Yeah. And we went from Turkey to to Kiev to Ukraine. And there we we finished the, the training camp. And because of a delay on our flight, uh, we couldn't uh, take our flight from Ukraine to Spain. And we had to stay there. And it was 5 a.m. next morning. And Jordi, my assistant coach, called me. I said, oh, come on. I'm sleeping. <laughs> What's happening? And he said, Luis, the war is here. And I said, what are you saying, Jordi? And so I opened the door, well, the, the window, and the sirens were on. Nobody, well, I've never seen before, I've never heard before, uh siren like this 
yes, you don't know how a siren sounds now. Maybe yes, because we 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 saw it, we watched on on TV. But at this moment, it was okay. And now, what should we do? Yeah, because you don't know how to get off a country uh, where tanks, Russian tanks, were coming to the to the capital to Kiev. And we said, okay, what can we do? Yes, we called to the embassy. Spanish embassy said, no, you can stay because we have no information enough, but no problem, you can stay here. And we said, no, 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 we can't stay here. And hopefully the UAF, the Ukrainian Football Association, helped us with a driver, with a van from the UAF. And they said, okay, you, Jordi, stay here, a van, is coming to pick up you and we will help you to to go uh, to get off the, the country. And we said, okay, we went to the van and it was 20, 22 hours by van from Kiev to Lviv. In a normal day, you can spend five hours. Yeah, on this day, it was 22. We stayed in Lviv 10 hours going to the settler, to the bunker because of the sirens, and it was hard. And then from Lviv to Poland by train in another um, horrible train trip with a lot, a lot of people on this train, a lot of women and children saying bye-bye to, to husbands and parents. And, and those men uh, were going to the war the day after. And and I was thinking, come on, I saw it sometimes on TV, on films, on on World War uh, movies, but it's real, it's happening. And it was so, so hard. And after that, once in Poland, the Polish Association also helped us to, to go to Spain. And after that, we started to work to help players first to help them to get off the country. Yes, because of the martial law, men can't get off the country, but players, yes, in this case, we help them to get off the country, to find them a new club. Thanks also to Nadine Kessler and all her team, because I was speaking with them to say, come on, we have to open again the transfer window because we need to, to give these players the opportunity to keep on playing football. And it's not about playing football. It's because it's their life, it's their job. They are getting salary from it and they need to help their families inside Ukraine. And they did a lot of good job from UEFA and FIFA also. And we helped more than 55 players to find a new team. But it was so stressful calling teams, calling the players. These are the conditions. Paying also from my side um, trips and flights and and because we wanted to to help them to to get off the the country of course and but we were still the head coaches of the national team and we had official matches also on april it was march april and we had official matches we cancelled this training camp and we played these official matches against scotland and hungary on june in jesov um, and it was not easy because it was so difficult to follow up the players. Yes, because not all leagues in Europe are broadcasting uh, matches and, and it was difficult, but 
we try to 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 follow players to watch videos if we had and in this joint training camp we played the most important match it was against Scotland if we wanted to qualify for the world cup and we lost of course we lost against Scotland but we won the second match against Hungary and i remember the players celebrating this match celebrating this victory also like a champions league that's because it was so emotional for them because they were like defending the country but playing football yes not in the front uh like their families some of them but they were defending the country on the field playing football and they were so proud of winning this this match there were a lot of refugees also watching uh us on the on the stands and it was it was so emotional it was it was fantastic yeah after that on summer all, most of these ukrainian players went back to ukraine because on last autumn they restart the league in ukraine they are playing the the league there they are playing in in fields with settlers or bunkers and if the syrians start uh they have to go hide wait and when the syrians stop go out again warm up and restart the the game so it's like the covid protocol but now they are doing the war uh, protocol and one good thing is that they are broadcasting all matches it's good for us because we can follow all matches in ukraine but it's true that conditions for example traveling conditions they spend 20 hours by bus 10 hours by bus because roads are not in the best uh, conditions and and it's so hard for for them last week in the training camp in in Poland and Estonia we played a friendly match in Estonia but all these players coming from Kyiv they had 27 hours by by bus so it's it's not normal but this is the the situation that they have and they can't fly and they they can't take a train because trains are uh, now not in a good condition and and this is the only option that we have and it's not easy to be the head coach as you said of a team like this how is it to i think you know for yourself kind of fleeing a war but at the same time i think you know carrying caring for you know and worrying about the players in your squad knowing that you're kind of in the situation together and and is everyone going to survive it's hard it's hard because sometimes well we during the training camps we try to speak only about football yes because we decided that it can help them to disconnect yes and to to distract them during then 10 days from what's happening in their country but for example in not this camp the the camp before one player came i said to him to her come on what's what's happening because i see you a little bit sad you're not enjoying the camp you're not feeling good and she said no it's my parent my father is a uh, in the front it's three weeks when he went to the front and i have no news from him so you also have to manage this situation because at this moment it's not important that he has to to cross in with intention or she has to adapt her body shape because of the no no it's not important the most important is okay don't worry 
we are going to help you in everything you need and try to think in that he will be good, that he can, he's not be able to call you because of the um, tracking system or you have to explain something different because, uh, but, but it's hard because you have to, to react sometimes in some surrealistic, again, some surrealistic situations. And, and you have to adapt. And I am learning a lot. From, from one thing to, to another, you said um, that as a coach, you can either leave or you can get sacked. Yeah. <laughs> where, where do you think that you would see yourself in the future? Like, what do you think would be the next um, challenge that you would like to take on? Well, I, I finished my contract with the Ukrainian national team in next uh summer yes because we signed for two years with the option of two more but it's true that that it's not easy to work in these conditions i will stay with them uh till the end of the contract for sure we are speaking about options to to renew it but it's true that that it's difficult to work in in such uh, situations and and they signed me also to build this big project that now we can't do it or we can't apply it. Yes, but, but I'm doing all my best for, for the UAF. I'm helping them. I'm sure that if, if I leave that I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, but if I leave, I will keep on helping them because they deserve everything. They are um, helping me a lot and I'm helping a lot, uh, them. And, and our relation is, is so good and, and I don't know what will happen, but, but it's not a, an easy situation for, for me and for them also. And that was it for me for this part. We're going to move on to the tactical part with Mia. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I actually want to start because since you started your like professional career by being an analyst uh, with Barcelona, let's start with a light, light-hearted question. What's your favorite football metric? I don't trust a lot about on metrics. <laughs> I have to be honest, and it's true that we are on. We are living in a era where, where we have a lot of data, a lot, a lot of data from GPS, from Wisecout, from Instat, from this kind of, of software that provide us a lot of data. But I think that data are important just to confirm those decisions or those feelings that you have as a coach. Yes, so I will never make decisions only watching data. Yes, only watching the the high speed running or the HMLD. 
no. Maybe if I have the feeling that maybe this player today uh, is all, is going late all the time or she's slower than other days, then you can check it on the data, on the GPS, and then you say, okay, maybe it's true. <laughs> She's not doing a, a good match. Or, or maybe this player is not doing one, one action today. Then you can check and you say, okay. But, but I don't feel that there are some data that can uh, provide us um, key information to make decisions as a coach. Expected goal, I only see it when, when I feel that we had a lot of chances and we didn't win. And I said, yeah, we deserved it. But this is only to 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 keep a little bit calm. But 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 it's the only time I see it. What what kind of a football coach are you? What what type of football do you want to play? Okay, if you ask what kind of football coach I am, I prefer for you to ask players or other coaches, or because I I don't like to. To explain, you don't like to brag. No, to explain myself. <laughs> no. if, if the question is about the football I I want to play, it's more easy. Yeah, because I can. Explain okay, then little, let's stick with that question. A little more. Uh, well, I think the the football I, I like to play is football where players enjoy and where they make people enjoy. This was the 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 key, and this was the the sentence that I always said to my players, enjoy and make people enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy playing football, bah, it's very difficult to train and to work hard and to go every day, practice and two hours training session. So you have to enjoy playing football. And I don't see girls on street playing football without a ball, only defending. Imagine a girl on the street with a ball, standing there and she defending. No, play, players want or girls want to, to play football or they enjoy playing football, playing with the ball. Yes. So this is the, the abstract of, of my philosophy or my, my idea. And if we go more, um, trying to explain more this, this idea is I like an offensive football, trying to be the, the main actress of the, of the match. Yes. Trying to to press hard after losing the ball, trying to win the ball as quick as as soon as possible, to to make things happen, but from the possession, yes, from the from keeping the ball, and one very important thing that I uh, work a lot on it with with my teams is about achieving superiorities. Yeah, attacking and defending. And if you are able to achieve superior, the the best superiority on the right moment, on the right place, you will be able to win a lot of matches. Yes, different numerical superiorities or uh, in, in or qualitative superiorities or yes, different kinds of superiorities. But if you are able to to achieve it at the right moment on the right place. Or, and with the right players, yeah, sometimes. I think you that's the, the key of, of my football. That is actually my next question, because obviously 
there are a lot of great players out there right now playing in different leagues and in very good clubs and teams. But the style of play is very different, uh, especially across Europe, I think. Um, what kind of players can be taught how to play your football? Mm-hmm. What kind of what what abilities are you looking for in players to achieve what you want to achieve? Okay, I it depends on the position on the field. I like to 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 write a profile on each on each position, and when I build a, a team, I like to to write also different profiles in the same position. For example, in Barca we had Jenny Hermoso and Asisato Shoala. They played as nine, but it's like the night and and the day. Yes, it's the opposite. Yes, because Asisat is so fast, so strong, trying to attack the back of the defense all the time. And Jenny is the opposite. She's very skilled player coming to ask for the ball to the feet all the time. So sometimes in the same position, you have to 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 have different options. Yes. And but as a coach, you need to 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 be um, sure what you need on each position. Yes, for example, to play what this football I want to play, I need uh, clever players, of course, because they will have to be able to make decisions. And I want to play players uh, who can understand the game, who can read the game, and who can make decisions during the game. Because I don't like to be a coach with a joystick and moving them all the time. It's not FIFA. Yeah, it's it's football, and they have to make decisions by their own. We will during training sessions we will create scenarios where they will leave these situations, and I will help them to find the best option for sure. But during the match, they will have to make decisions. So they have to be clever or understand the game. They have to. Mm, of course, have good skills because if we want to keep the ball and we want to keep the possession, we need players able to do good passes, to do good controls, good body shape, to play between lines, to yes, and, and have good good skills. And also players every time fitness in football is more important. Yes, so we need players in a good fitness condition because Barca was different six years ago and now and and they change all these players, they change a lot on the fitness part. So we need to players in a good fitness condition. And one last thing, but maybe it's the first, they have to to be a good person. Yes, to good people. We need uh, with values. Yes, because I think that the values is the basis of a team and we need a good atmosphere in a team because if they are very good uh, on skills, they are clever, they are fast or yes, but but they don't respect each other or they don't, I don't know, they don't um, play as a team and okay, I don't want this kind of players. Because at the end, the team will win nothing with this kind of players. 
and it's about building a team. And obviously, because I'm since you you aren't a club coach right now, this is very interesting to to speak about because you started talking about your Champions League journey to the trophy. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the game plans you had with Barcelona going in to the final against Lyon when where you lost because you yeah. you you talked about you know the surroundings to be like not the most mm-hmm. important thing to actually you 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 said that Lyon weren't wasn't there to enjoy the game they were there mm-hmm. to win the game you speak about enjoy playing football while winning but going into that yeah. game looking at the football you chose to choose to play um In, why did you lose that game against lyon i think i think because we wanted to play uh brave football against a team who was much better than us and we had to to accept that we were not so good at this moment like lyon and we were so high to press and we were uh so brave and they attack our back two three times and and they killed us <laughs> so maybe if, if i played again this match maybe i decided to to be less less brave but it's true that at the end uh, well at this match at the half time i said okay we are 4-0 for nil in the half time but we have nothing to to do on this match we are not going to win the the match yes but we need to show to the world what's barca style yes and we will die with this uh idea yes once once you are for nil you can change very few things and i said we have to win the ne- the second half and show to the world what's our style and why we are here playing our football yes and the second half was better we won 1-0 the second half it's true that olympic leon maybe stop a little <laughs> yes but but a lot of people text me after the that final after that match saying yes you is they are better but you play better football and after four or five years we have now a lot of players who wants to come to Barca to play because they say hey i want to enjoy playing football and i see barca how they play and i see barca how they move and how they enjoy playing football and i want to be there and this is interesting because when we release this episode barcelona will have played chelsea once in this in this season's semifinals so let's go back to that game in Gothenburg where you were leading the team that were up 4-0 when going into half time yes why did you beat che- why did you beat chelsea and made it look easy like it did for lyon when they beat you it was a as i said a a, a difficult champions league uh way yeah? because we played against city for example against city uh they had a, a very good team they had a 
that season very good players with Lucy Bronze, with Karin Vier, a lot of good, good, good players. And for example, we decided to avoid the duel with Lucy Bronze. We played without a winger on that match because Mariona was was playing most of the time inside. Yes, and we said, okay, we are not... I thought at that moment, we are not winning this duel against Lucy Bronze because Lucy was on the top level at, at that moment. So we are going to try to avoid this duel and Lucy Bronze will defend nobody because we will have nobody there. So Mariona will play inside and we are going to try to find these uh, superiorities, to achieve these superiorities inside or on the right side. It was in Monza and we won this match 3-0. It's true that Panos also saved a penalty, but it was fantastic because everything was perfect in this match. Against PSG, we changed everything because PSG had... Um, we we thought that they had uh, two centre-backs who were following all time uh, uh, forwards, yes? And we said, okay, maybe it's better to play with Jenny. Jenny will come to us for the ball. They will follow and then we will have space at the back with second-line line actions or with Lika Martens this, this match. Uh, Mariona didn't play, so played Lika. And Caroline Gray Hansen attacking the, the back of the center backs, not the wing, not the full backs, attacking the back of the center backs from outside to inside. And the plan also was really good. Lika did uh, very good um, matches away and home. And, and it was fantastic because the plan was perfect and was very different from the, the plan against um, City. And in the final, we thought at this moment that one of the weak points of Chelsea was the right back and left back. I I I don't know now 100%, but I think that they had some injury player maybe in, in that position. And we said, okay, we have to attack that spaces. And also coming from the second line because the midfielders are not following uh, midfielders going from the second line. So we will have options to attack this, this defense uh, doing this. We also were lucky because first minute, Lika shoot to the crossbar and the second ball, one defender from Chelsea tried to clear it and goes again, went against one Chelsea player and the ball went back to the inside the goal. So sometimes you have to be lucky in this, <laughs> on these matches, yes? But but you have to be there and you have to press this this ball and you have to win the second ball. And and in that player, I think that we were in a very good moment in terms of confidence. Everything we did that day or those days, yes. If I said during this week, we are going to do that, players uh, would do it and and we would win. I, I have this feeling, yes. And when you are in this at this level of confidence, I think you can do whatever you want and you can play against whoever you want and you will win. Because we were so trusting a lot on our game model, our system and our style. I'm going to end this section now by letting you predict uh, the semifinals and 
before we finish that off, I'm going to let you predict the winner of the Champions League. So l- looking from it uh, from outside now, um, mm-hmm. Wolfsburg will play Arsenal and obviously Barcelona will play Chelsea. What two teams will play in the final of this season's Champions League? It's easy from outside. <laughs> it's, it's easy. It's but it's difficult because they are very similar level teams. I think that Barca will be in the final. They are better now than Chelsea. And Wolfsburg Arsenal, I think the level is more similar. But but Wolfsburg came from beating Bayern 5-0 last last week. So they are in a good moment. So maybe we'll say Wolfsburg. I'm sorry for England people. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how how they will. Uh, you can delete this that, section but, if you want. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. I think it's it's very interesting to speak about you know the different leagues and and clubs that comes from the diff- across Europe right now because we're speaking about the Champions League because there are always a big discussion about style of play, what league plays the best football. But going from league football to Champions League football, that uh, that's different. And that's different for, for any team, yeah. no matter what league you play. And I think that Wolfsburg is very good in these key matches, yes, in, in these knockout rounds. And for the reason I, I said Wolfsburg, I think the the league, the best league in Europe is England. I think it's for sure. And all players want to go to England to play. And all coaches want to go to, to England to to be the head coach of some team in, in England because it's the best league. There are a lot of teams with a good level. And it's not like in Spain that Barca is winning all matches or in France that or Lyon and PSG, they are winning all matches. So in England, it's different. And I think this is the, this is very interesting, but I said Barca and Wolfsburg. <laughs> this is where we, we will see Luis Cortes uh, as a coach for an English team in the next coming years. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But it's true that if, if I have to be the head coach of a club, I think in England, we have the best uh, league today. It's true. And with that being said, we have three questions from our listeners that we will uh, ask you now. Amanda, do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, what effect will Gerard Piquet's Queen's League have on Spanish women's football? What will your role be as one team's advisor? This question is from We Monster. Yeah, in well, I don't. I don't know if you know about the Queens League system. This is a. Well, they they started the Kings League some three months ago. I think it's a league created by Gerard Piquet. You know him <laughs> as a footballer, yeah. So he's involved in business world, and and he created this league. It's a seven-seven uh, football league, but every team is the owner of each team is one famous streamer. Yes, famous streamer in, in Spain and Mexico. Also, there are two streamers from, from Mexico. And now they started, they are going to start the 
Queen's League for women's football. When the Kings League started, nobody uh, knew the real dimension of this tournament because people said, okay, it's like a circus. It's, it's not football because they, they tried to mix uh, real football and esports a little because you have some wild cards and some tools like this that can change the match. Uh, in one minute, yes, because you have, for example, one card that is a penalty or is uh, uh, the other team will play with one with one player less or cards like this that you can use during the match. So it's like mix real football and 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 and, and video games, yeah. And they are going now to do the the Queens League. One of the presidents or owners is Gerard Romero. Is one streamer in Spain. Uh, very close to Barca, yes, and he's a good friend of mine. And he said, Luis, I have no idea on women's football. Can you help me, please? <laughs> and I said, yes, of course, I will help you. And the system is uh, by a draft. Players can um, can register there. And then I think it was 3,000 players uh, registered. Then the the company, Cosmos company, the Piquet company, did a selection of 250. And then each team in a draft day, it was on Sunday, uh, you have to do your uh, roster. Yeah, you have to select your, your players. And I helped them in this uh, during this job. I'm not going to be the coach, uh, but I am there to help them in everything they need. Exciting. I like that. And Abdullah Abdullah have a question. Uh, how much of what you've learned at Barcelona tactically have you been able to apply to the Ukrainian national team? Okay, it's a good question because we are trying to to build in Ukraine the Ukrainian way. Yes, because it's not Barca DNI or Barca style. No, it's the Ukrainian uh, style. Yes, the Ukrainian way. Because, of course... Luis Cortez as a head coach has his own ideas. Yeah, they have my own ideas, but the players are not the same. So it's not the same to play with with Barca players that you have one uh, specific style of players or kind of players than in Ukraine. Yes. So as a coach, if you are a clever coach, you have to adapt some things. It's what we are trying to to play in a associative way, positional game trying to build up with three sometimes. Uh, and I am enjoying a lot because they are learning a lot and they are uh, enjoying a lot learning this way of, of, of game because they never played like this before. Uh, but we are trying to do it, yes. But we are adapting some things, it's true. Ooh. With that being said, we're going to move on to the last section, which is the this or that five questions. I'm going to give you... Um, Five questions with um, two different options, and you can only choose one. Okay. Okay, and you can't think or anything; just want a quick answer. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> uh, coaching during a game, would you rather wear a training tracksuit or a proper suit? Tracksuit or a or a regular suit? You know. Uh, tracksuit. On a day off, watch football on TV or Netflix and chill. Chill without Netflix, with family. 
when coaching a club, would you rather dominate Europe or dominate domestically? Dominate Europe. A 1-0 win where the team has followed the game plan perfectly or a 5-0 win where the game plan hasn't been followed at all? 1-0. Last one is Pep Guardiola or Luis Enrique? Pep Guardiola. Luis, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. It was super fun to have you on. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's amazing to speak about football and and also to share my experience in Ukraine because it's important to to use it as a reminder that the war is still there, that people need to keep on helping Ukrainians and Ukrainian refugees because they are still in a war and they need a lot of help from, from us. So thank you very much. And I hope we can meet in Barcelona maybe next week and I can bring you some nice drink. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.